0: I think it's time for us to move on in the story of God a little bit t- today. I saw some absolutely amazing videos from the big drop last week that was incredible i don't know that i've ever seen anything like it reminding us that we're supposed to drop everything and and follow jesus like elisha dropped everything to follow elijah and god poured out his spirit upon him so god's spirit has been poured out on us to be able to follow jesus to drop everything else to make him the first thing in our lives so, Pastor Sam was here last week, and he, he reminded you of this uh, prophet, this pastor of God's Old Testament people, whose name was Elijah. I remember Elijah with a J? It was this mighty prophet, spoke God's word powerfully to the people who passed his spirit on to Elisha with an S. Now, the problem back then was that it seemed like people were always and continuously forgetting about God. And then they would go chasing off after all kinds of other things, trying to find happiness, trying to find a sense of security. And there's a word for that particular problem in the Bible. That word is called idolatry or having a false god. And so lo and behold, it turns out that human beings haven't changed very much over a couple of thousand years. Listen, a false god, an idol, is simply anything at any given moment in time that you think you have to have in order to be happy or to feel safe and secure. Let me say that again. A false god, an idol, is anything at any moment in time that you think you have to have besides God in order to feel happy or to feel safe and secure. So think about that for a minute. What might be something right now that you think you have to have to feel happy or to feel safe now I've asked that question to lots of people over my 35 years of being a pastor and almost always and forever the number one answer is money money is always at the top of the list pastor all I need to be happy and feel safe and secure is more money how much money well a little more or maybe, maybe what you think you need to have to feel happy or to feel safe or secure is to have a perfect job. Have that, have that job that satisfies all your needs, uses your talents, your skills, or your uh, ability. Or I thought with this particular group, maybe what you really need to be happy and feel safe and secure is to have 2.2 perfect children who behave all the time. That'd make you feel happy. That might make you feel safe and secure. Well, in in our story for today, Elisha with an S, does some absolutely amazing things that show us that he truly does have the spirit of God in him. And miracles are a means that God uses to bring us back to himself, to reveal his power and his purpose, to make God the number one thing, to always look to God for our happiness, to always look to God for our safety and for our security. Let's watch this Bible story today. Direct your attention to the video.
1: Elisha was a prophet to the people of Israel. One day, a man brought him 20 loaves of bread. Elisha told the man to give it to a crowd of 100 men. The man was confused, but Elisha said, the Lord says there will be enough. So the man gave the bread to the crowd and everyone ate. They even had some left over. Another time, Elisha healed a man named Naaman of a serious skin disease. Naaman was the commander of the Syrian army. He had gone to the king of Israel to ask for healing. The king of Israel said, am I God? Do I have the power to give life and take it away? Why does this man think that I can cure a skin disease? The king of Israel could not heal Naaman. The power to heal comes only from God. Elisha, Ah. the prophet, called Naaman to his house. Naaman stood at the door, ready to be healed, but Elisha didn't come to the door. Instead, he sent a message to Naaman. Go wash seven times in the Jordan River. When Naaman went to the Jordan River and dipped himself in the water seven times, his skin was healed. Naaman, And all the people with him went to Elisha. I know that the God of Israel is the one true God, Naaman said. On another day, Elisha met with a group of prophets at the Jordan River. The prophets were cutting down trees by the river when an iron axe head fell into the water and sank. Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water, and the iron floated back to the top. Elisha's miracles showed that he was a prophet of the one true God and that God's words were true. In a greater way, Jesus' miracles show that he is the true Son of God.
0: These miracle stories of Elisha are recorded in the Old Testament book of 2 Kings, chapters 4 through 6. I encourage you maybe to go look those up this afternoon. They're real kind of quick short stories, but they're a lot of a lot of fun to read. And so in chapters four through six, I counted no fewer than eight miracles of which you saw only three in our little video this morning and I want you to think about how each one of these miracles reveals to us God's power and God's purpose. Miracles work through Elisha to reveal God's power and God's purpose in our lives. Now, before what you saw today, there was actually a story about a widow woman who had a young son. Her husband had died, and she was about to be evicted, and she couldn't pay the rent. So through Elisha, God miraculously multiplied the olive oil in her house, which was a very, uh, very good thing because she could sell that. She paid off all of her debts, and she was then free and clear. Now... What's important about that story is that widows and orphans were always the most helpless and the most vulnerable in that day. And so what's the purpose of miracles? Miracles reveal to us God's power and his purpose to preserve those who cannot save themselves, people like you and me. Second miracle, now comes a woman whose son God actually raised it from the dead through Elisha. But before that, there's even a story about how this woman wasn't able to bear children until Elisha came along and said, oh, don't worry, this time next year you're going to have a baby. And then as that child grew up, that child died, and Elisha came and raised that child back to life again. Now think hard about that one with me. We have a miraculous birth... Followed by the death and resurrection of an only son. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Might that be pointing us forward to our Savior Jesus? Then, of course, you saw the story of Naaman the Syrian in our lesson for today in our video. But did you know that he had a disease called leprosy? And leprosy is a disease that the Bible often uses as sort of picture language of what sin is like in our lives because sin threatens to destroy us. And lo and behold, God has the power and it is God's purpose to cure the disease of sin in all of us. Oh, and then there was that feeding of the great multitude with with 20 loaves of bread. Well, wait, wasn't there another guy named Jesus who fed a crowd of 5,000 men plus women plus children with only five loaves of bread and two fish? Always in the Old Testament, God is pointing us forward to Jesus. Now, the floating axe head thing, I got to tell you, I don't really know what that's all about except except that it demonstrates that God actually has power even over the natural laws of his creation. And then one of the coolest stories in 2 Kings chapter forty-six that you didn't see in the video, there's this time when the king of Syria thinks that Elisha is the one who's causing his troops to fail. And so he sends his troops to surround the city where Elisha is and he's going he's to kill him. And Elisha is all cool and calm, and his servant is crazy, wired, afraid that they're just about to die. And Elijah says, why are you so afraid? And then he asks God to open the eyes of this servant, and the servant looks out and he sees chariots of fire and horses of fire surrounding the armies of Syria to protect Elisha. And then Elisha calls for the army of the Syrians to be struck blind. They're led to the king of Israel. king of Israel doesn't know what to do with them. Elisha says, here's what you do with them. Feed them. God restored their sight and in his mercy sent them all back home again. I love miracle stories. I could sit and read miracle stories all day long. In fact, if you think about it just a little bit, our movies and the books that we like to read oftentimes are full of superheroes who have supernatural powers making things right that are wrong in this world. But the one thing that I would like for you to take away today that I'd really love for you to remember about God's miracles is this. God's miracles are not so much about making supernatural things happen. Rather, if you stop and think about it, this broken mess of a world, the broken mess of our lives, you know, where we go chasing off after other gods for other things to give us happiness and security, this broken mess is actually subnatural. This broken mess of a world that we live in and the broken mess of our lives is subnatural. This is not the way that God intended for things to be when he created the world. And when we see a miracle, when we see God's miracles, we're actually seeing the only natural thing that can happen. God's miracles put the world right. Maybe sometimes even for only a moment, but it's God's miracles that give us little glimpses of what God will ultimately do when Jesus comes again at the end of time. He will make everything right permanently. So one of the big questions we need to close on today is, what do these miracles actually look like today? And I need you to trust and rest assured that God can, and that He does, do all kinds of incredible things every single day that we can't even begin to imagine. So I was trying to think about this and and the example that came to my mind was this. I know that there are miracles given the way that I drove as a teenager. It is a miracle of God that I stand here before you today able to talk about Jesus but ultimately ultimately the greatest miracle God ever did was to send Jesus into the world think now the all-powerful creator of the universe becomes a little tiny helpless baby so that he can grow up and live from infancy to adulthood the life that we were supposed to live Always, always, always trusting in God, not looking for his happiness or his security any place else. Now, Mr. Rod Jackson, who's the superintendent of St. Luke's Lutheran School, has coined the phrase every child is an unrepeatable miracle of God. Every child is an unrepeatable miracle of God. And guess what? That's true of every adult in this room too. By the miracle of our faith, worked by the Holy Spirit, poured out on us, we Now, as followers of Jesus, seek to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love one another even as Jesus loved us enough to die for one another. And when we live by that faith, people, little miracles start happening all around us little bits and pieces of the world put right again, when we forgive one another, when we show patience and kindness, when we help those who are the weakest and the most vulnerable in our midst. Go home with this today. You and I are God's living, breathing, walking, talking miracles to show the world his power and his purpose. Amen.